0: Hey, good show listeners. Real quick, before this week's episode, we have two exciting pieces of information for you. One, Ted Lasso is coming back to Apple TV Plus for its third season on March 15th. Two, we want to pay for it.
1: Yes, you heard us correctly. We're doing a giveaway called Let Us Pay for Lasso. We're going to be giving away two iTunes gift cards that will pay for your Apple TV Plus subscription for the whole time season three of Ted Lasso is being released.
0: To enter this giveaway, visit our Instagram account at The Good Show Podcast. That's at The Good Show Podcast and look for the Let Us Pay for Lasso post. All the details will be included in the post on how to enter.
1: We'll choose the winners Tuesday, March 14th at 10 a.m. and announce them as quickly as we can. We'll also notify the winners through direct message so you're all ready to start the next day. And now for this week's episode. Welcome to Good Show, the podcast helping you answer one of the most daunting questions in television. What am I watching next? I'm Anthony Mako. And I'm Brandon Sharp. Our show this week is rather simple it's about four single friends living in New York City. While all four main ensemble characters are quite prominent, the show is mainly focused around Jerry, a stand up comedian. Across the hall lives Kramer, Jerry's zany neighbor who can hold down neither a job nor a relationship. One of Jerry's childhood best friends is still in the picture too. His name's George, and he tends to have some bad luck. But that's often just because he takes life far too seriously. And then we have Elaine, Jerry's former girlfriend, who is now just one of his best friends. Who he may still be in love with, we're not sure. Of course, I'm talking about Seinfeld. And I had to just make up some other stuff to say because there isn't much else to say besides... It's the best sitcom of all time. Oh, I know. Seinfeld was created by Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld, and it first aired on NBC in 1989. It ran for nine seasons, and it can now be seen, or rather should be seen, on Netflix. Brandon, let's talk about nothing. Let's do it. I guess if you don't know what I'm talking about when I say that, that's the common joke about Seinfeld, well, the- that it's a show about nothing. And look at me, excited to talk about a sitcom. Yes, here you are. Well, the I mean, we'll get into this later, but if it's the best one of all time, I assume you're a little more If I can't than- hitch up
0: my knickers for the best sitcom of all time,
1: what am yeah. I What am I doing talking? What are we doing here? Yeah, yeah. You know, podcast about television. I have no business. All right, before we get into our stuff, I was actually thinking about I was thinking about how this is a very interesting thing because I think I'm actually sort of on the tail end. Uh, You and I represent this line of, of between Seinfeld fans because I was right on the sweet spot of watching Seinfeld when it was on. Okay. And then potentially I'm sure it was by the time you were like old enough to watch it, it was, it was already off. But then it's also in the in-between time where we weren't streaming yet. So you would have had to buy some DVD. You know, it's just a, it's a, it's an interesting thing. And we're right on the line. Yes. I think it's also possible that there's a, a fair amount of our audience that never even tried, doesn't know to try at least some of the audience. And then there's going to be some of our audience that's just like, oh yeah, we know everything about the show. Why are you talking about yeah. it? So it's a really interesting case here.
0: I think one thing that's funny is we always act like you're, 10 years older than me <laughs> uh do we a little bit there's been a couple times that i've noticed uh, that like well
1: i actually i actually didn't mean that there i i was pointing to how strong that line is even within a, only a couple years. okay well then
0: yes yeah that's absolutely where right.
1: i was probably watching it when i when i was a little young to be watching it potentially like i didn't get all the jokes yet there's a whole lot of like sexual innuendo in sure. seinfeld yeah. that i probably didn't totally understand yet yeah. uh and then i would okay so when it aired I certainly didn't watch it when it aired, but then it was on for nine seasons. So I, I hopped on there when it aired. I was like seven or eight or something like that. So um not old enough to have any idea what was going on, but still, I mean, it, and then it became a staple the older I got. And I'm just saying that I picked it up and was watching it regularly on Thursday nights, when it watched the finale live stuff like that, oh, it was wow. And the finale. I watched the finale live and it was very important to me to watch the finale live. Cause I was such a big Seinfeld fan. And then I think you're just, just that much behind where you never grabbed the momentum and would watch it. Um, yeah, and for sure. then like, and then, like I said, we roll into, it didn't stream. You had to already be a fan. You had to buy the box sets because you were a fan and you wouldn't do that unless, you know, it's just, It's interesting interesting uh series to talk about for sure
0: well one thing i do remember i have
1: very strong memories of you have the box sets correct correct i did i did yeah i don't have any dvds anymore but yeah i did have them okay so the
0: first time i really ever watched seinfeld was in the green room at our old church you had some oh, of your really? bo- your box sets back there and we had a tv yeah this yeah, wasn't I, this wasn't during church or anything but probably was actually. And that's fine. I think it was on like a rehearsal night and we had some, we had some Seinfeld on. Yeah. And that was probably the first time I had really ever watched it. I want to say Netflix was maybe picking up steam. That's a guess
1: though. And I don't think so. Not yet. Not the streaming part of it. yet. Maybe not. But then I remember DVD mailers was, I
0: remember seeing some of this in syndication. So it was definitely somewhere. I don't know why TBS is coming to mind, but maybe not that. Um, it was definitely yeah. reruns were playing somewhere, and sure. that's where I did a good chunk of watching. Just a smattering of episodes, when in whichever order. Which yeah, that's fine. You don't
1: really need to be in order.
0: So. Yeah, absolutely. This is perfect yeah. for that. A casual watch, and then yeah, I've watched probably the bulk of my Seinfeld watching since it's been on
1: Netflix. Just for nostalgia's sake, that was also what I remember being hot in that time was either DVDs from the library or getting the Netflix DVDs mailed to you. And then ripping them? And then ripping them, yeah. Also, Pirate Bay was pretty big. It was, but it was certainly easier to not. We all were afraid the FBI was going to bust in the door at any moment, so... (laughs) Um, it was easier to just borrow the DVD for a day and then, and, but, and then, you know, somebody would build up a library and share that library, you Mm -hmm. know? Yep. Yeah. So that was hot. Okay. So my, like I said, my origin story was that it was a, it was a staple in my house and we watched it, uh, on Thursday nights once I was old enough to actually watch. And I don't remember when I actually picked that up, but I think, so if I was seven, I was roughly maybe 16 when it was ending something like that. Mm And I do specifically remember, so in the, in the 15, 16, you're getting old enough to like have your own taste. And so Seinfeld was my thing. Like that, that was, it was very much my taste. Uh, but it didn't really start that way. I certainly credit my parents for getting me started on some funny stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, so what's, so you, I guess you shared your origins. Yeah, a little bit. So, so like, did you pick the rest up ever? Did you come in and say like, I'm going to watch the rest now? Cause I basically watched it all. Live, so yeah, you but intrigued it, enough to come back. Absolutely,
0: and okay. This is something that's always been in the zeitgeist, even now. Oh yeah, of course, like it's yeah. just always been. Like I, I've always had a record a, a recollection of Seinfeld. You know, it was either you know ads for Seinfeld were running before or after shows. I was like, it was just always around. I was always aware of it, yeah. and it's something I n- always knew. I wanted to watch at some point mm-hmm. and I don't know, like I just go through my different phases and it just finally made sense at, you know, more recently to work my way through it. But yeah. It,
1: so at this point you've, you've watched a lot, but you have not actually completed the whole No, thing. yeah. Like, Full disclosure.
0: Right? I have not watched beginning to end of this, which
1: I, I which I don't think is a problem at all that you've watched enough, but, what I think yep. is this is one of the easiest shows to do that with because you have no reference for where you are. Like there's no nothing to check off story wise. Right. There's nothing like you. How do you know what gap you've missed? How, you know, like you're just kind of like in limbo bouncing around in Seinfeld world where you it, you could pick up almost, you know, obviously the quality changes over the years, but you could pick up almost at any point and It wouldn't really matter. Yeah. So this is not a. this is an easy easy show to just be like, Oh, I never watched any of those episodes. Cause I just didn't even know I didn't.
0: Yeah. And I remember one of my big questions was, is there anything like monumental, like Rob Lowe showing up on parks and rec, anything uh, like that, that happens that I would at least want to punch through and make sure I saw, you know, X, X, Y, Z. And you're like, no, there is nothing earth shattering that happens halfway through the show. It's pretty sure. much, it's pretty steady all the way through pretty consistent. So there
1: are certainly like, uh, in the, in a Rob Lowe way, there are certainly characters that come in that are, some people may like better than others. I'm thinking, uh, and like come to the top of my head, putty, when putty comes in, putty dates Elaine for Norbert. a while. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good, that's a really good thing that <clears throat> happens. Uh, uh, Peterman is awesome. Like Pete, when, when Elaine works for Peter, Peterman, mm-hmm. that's a really good series, but, but, there's not really a bad time because if Elaine's not working for Peterman, then George is working for Steinbrenner, you know, like for the Yankees. And it's like, somebody's got something really good going on. So it's not like, Oh, the Peterman time is the best time because something else is going on for someone else somewhere else. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And you say those, and I may not have seen like all the Patrick Warburton episodes, but like, I know who, I know who Putty is. I know who Peterman is, you know? So like, I, I feel like I have a really good grasp on the show. So I'm excited to talk about it
1: today. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So uh, this is maybe the worst looking show of all time. Like, and what I mean by that is like, uh, it looks <clears throat> like uh, the, like Jerry's apartment looks like it was made in a high school gymnasium. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. pretty, pretty bad, but I've seen, it, I've seen worse. Okay.
0: But this is, this is uh yeah, this is up there. I mean, it's, it's really, I think one of the things that uh, like sticks with me now, I watched that writing um, and co- comedians in cars getting coffee. Uh-huh. And I think on the Larry David episode, they went back to the Seinfeld set, like the street
1: set. Oh, did they? Oh, did they?
0: Yeah. Okay. Not the apartment set, but like the street and okay. and that it looked like Sesame street. Like it, uh-huh. it looked, I was like, oh man, this is um i i I just would have had no idea until you see it and i'm like yeah that's it and it doesn't look great you know it just it looks way different when they were kind of like walking around i don't know that's when it really hit me like this was a very very sound stagey show
1: for sure yeah it is it's number one it's the number one on our list it's the lowest quality level sort of but but I do want to say, like, I don't feel like that matters. Like, that's not what the show well, is about. It could almost be like a play because it's so funny. The
0: quality lies in other areas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. You know, well, well
1: said. Uh, I do also think, but if you go back and watch the pilot, I don't know when the last time you watched the pilot was, but it was something that I did as I was sort of refreshing. It is horrible (laughs) really really bad uh jerry's Uh apartment looks terrible and even like jerry's couch throughout the years it looks like a garbage bags full of (laughs) stuffing batting you know and like stacked on like frames it's like very weird but and also like just things like jerry's dad is a different person oh yeah yeah and and they never really addressed that like it's it's just like it doesn't matter (laughs) who cares i feel like jerry
0: was always throwing around like a fair amount of money, not throwing around, but he always uh-huh. had money Yeah, and he couldn't get himself a couch, you know, like that. Well, that's, yeah,
1: it's an interesting, I don't know. That is, yeah, I, uh, I bumped that on, that comes up sometimes early on. There's one episode early on, not early on, but I think maybe even in season one where Jerry, George is at that point a real estate agent or something to do with real estate. And he's trying to get rid of an apartment that, and Jerry's it's like, the fireplace oh, that, And they're just like, oh, you could just double your rent right now. And he's like, yeah, no problem. Like it's, yeah, (laughs) you're right about that. And then he like, he could leave his crappy couch with Elaine, but he makes her pay him $50 just sort of out of principle. You know, it's just, none of it ever makes any sense, (laughs) but it's fine. Okay. So, uh, yes, let's move on to probably just the main thing to do with this, this show, which is characters. Um, and I think we have to sort of split this into a couple different sections. The first section is obviously the main four. We got George, Jerry, Kramer, and Elaine. Um, that's the main four characters. Um, I think they're, I don't even know how to jump into this. That, that is what the show is. It's, nine seasons of exploring these characters Mm -hmm. and the intricacies of them. And so I do not even, I almost don't know where to start except to say, here's an interesting question. I don't know why I put it later in the, (laughs) I put it later in the, in my rundown here, but it's just coming up in my head naturally. Okay. Jason Alexander is a, is in my opinion, a phenomenal actor. Um, I don't, Michael Richards is, maybe the best like physical, physical. comedian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Physical comedian of all, all time. Mm-hmm. And obviously Elaine, I don't know why I'm blanking on her name right off the top. Julie Julie yep. Yep. Uh, and she is a, a well-respected actor as well. Mm-hmm. And then you have Jerry Seinfeld who, to be honest, is God awful at acting in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> He's terrible. I don't I
0: know if I agree with okay. that. All right. I mean, he's definitely not an actor. You know, it's funny. There were times in my life. He's always grinning during, like he's not
1: supposed to be laughing, but he's always laughing. There were times in my
0: life when I'm like, what has Jerry Seinfeld done? And of course the answer is he did Seinfeld. You know, that was enough. Sure. But I think I'm like, I spent time thinking about like, why is he such a big deal? What has he done? And that's the
1: only like acting he's ever done was his time on Seinfeld. And well, what's yeah, what's really interesting about him is he is a comedian. He is a comedian's comedian. He is, he's got the I don't know if you've ever he's watched a, the yes, he's a stand up. And yeah. that's the way
0: I feel like he approached that role. Yeah. Like yep. he was walking around on stage. Yep. Little joke here, little joke there, a little observation. Totally. Not he yeah, he's not gonna win any actors guild awards, but like yeah it's gonna be funny. He, the oh, one, yeah. and, you know, yeah, and in many ways, he's a smart guy. He set this up perfectly. He surrounded yeah. himself with three knockout actors. Of course. Yes. Yeah. And then he course. can just kind of sit there and tell the jokes and make the observations and crack smiles and grin and smirk. Yeah. I mean, genius. Right.
1: Yeah. Do you feel like that was that intentional? Like, did he know he was bad? And when I say bad, I don't know that
0: he knows he was bad. I, I don't think he ever. I think he's just playing himself, like just strolling around, you know, with these crazy friends of his, but I think he was like, let's look. I do think that had to be a little intentional. Let's load the cast. Let's get, let's get three bangers. And then I can just kind of write. I can do a lot of the writing. I can, I don't know that, that makes perfect sense to me. If that was, if someone told me that I would say, absolutely. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, and I have, high, high regard for Jerry Seinfeld. So when I make those mm-hmm. jokes, I just think it's what, what I find so astounding about it is that he gets away with this yeah, and it still totally works. Oh, like yeah. he's, he's laughing. You see him smiling at something he shouldn't be smiling at what, like, it, it, and it's a little bit like the early version of Saturday night live where people crack up during a skit. It's, uh, like where it, it, like on Saturday night live, it got out of hand to where now people like almost like laugh on purpose during well, the
0: skits, the Jimmy Fallon era. Well, But we'll, if we
1: go back to something like Jimmy Fallon, where, I mean, obviously if, if Will Farrell, it wasn't as Jimmy, acceptable
0: back then. So
1: that's a good point to bring. Yes. Right. It would have been, but I think that made it more funny to us yes, because we absolutely. knew he wasn't supposed to be doing that. Yes. And now it's almost like, well, they expect to be doing this. Right. But when, uh, when they couldn't hold it together in those early years, that's a little, it's like Seinfeld feels like it's one step removed from that. It's almost that, but, um, somehow it still works. It's like a theater thing going on that you're watching. And of course, like you said, um, and I, I just think some of like Michael Richard's physical comedy, Uh how could you not? Well, the the thing with that is
0: I watched some bloopers and I think when like he comes flying in the room and he like does a backflip over the couch or something and then yeah. Jerry starts laughing, he goes, Oh, come on. I can't do that again. You know, like yeah. it's yeah, always yeah, yeah. like, I'm really killing myself. You got to keep yeah. it together, you yeah. know? So I find that kind of stuff, like the standard that comics hold themselves to and hold everyone up, like hold the cast to like, you've got to, you've got to have ice water in your face when this stuff's going on. Oh yeah. Because it's going to get, I can't keep, I can't keep doing backflips over this couch, you know? So I don't know. I, I really love, I love watching the blooper stuff. It's, it's, uh,
1: I don't know, really telling of kind of everyone's relationship. By the way, if you just for the audience out there, if you have not recently seen the clip that's kind of popping around the internet right now, but the clip where Kramer is, he's trying to out this guy as being an addict, like this, this other guy that they think he's a cocaine addict. And so Kramer's trying to like catch him. So he goes into the club with him and he's like trying to Buddy, up to him like, oh, let's let's have let's party here, and he he's smoking a cigarette and he's got it's in the corner of his mouth and at the same time oh. while he's smoking the cigarette the he, beer. Drinks, he chugs uh. an entire beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> it's the full clip. That's not no. fake. He he smokes a cigarette <laughs> while chugging a beer. Does he? It's it, it's insane. He drinks and then he
0: <laughs> blows the smoke out <laughs> and he burps uh. the smoke out after he's done. <laughs> <sighs> it's uh, unbelievable. Well, like, and, anything with Kramer, that's the funniest stuff
1: to watch. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Just solid gold, solid gold. And if you've never seen it, you have to go watch it. Yeah. Okay. So those four, we could go on forever about Whew, Those four, need to those four. a little bit. Yeah. Those four are unbelievable. Okay. Um, do you have one you resonate with more than another out of those four? Before we go on, are we going to break down the characters a little more later? No, we can whenever you want. Well, I, I don't want to do it. I don't You mean to... like their relationship with each other
0: or their, their car- kind of character traits. I see you have it a couple well, of places. I didn't want well, to hit it, hit it now.
1: We're here. Okay. Hit
0: so it. I kind of like approached each character with a little bit of, you know, just trying to observe each character and just things that would like pop off the top of my head. And I think what I found most interesting is so, George, one of the things that divines him the most is his outrage. Mm -hmm. Everything, he's outraged about everything. And when I kind of identified someone's character trait, there's also someone else in the group that
1: shares that trait. Interesting. Okay. So like Elaine, a lot of times shares the outrage. Sure. Trait. That's an interesting point to bring up because George's outrage is nerdy. Yeah. And gets him in trouble. And Elaine's outrage is like, awesome. Yeah. Like she, she's usually the strongest person in the room. People are afraid of her. And George is just like where you would just be like, ha ha ha. Yeah. Like he's mad. So anyway, I think what
0: fascinated me was the Venn diagram and kind of like where they overlap, what makes them different and
1: how they fit together. Okay. So let me go back to this question though. Do you have, do you have a favorite? And all I mean by favorite is, is there one you sort of resonate with more than any, than another, um, or I'll just start. I'll start mine. Is Kramer. And it's not because I think I'm the most like Kramer or anything like that. Although sometimes I feel big and goofy. Yeah. And so, and I use a lot of hand gestures as you can see on now that we're on camera, you can see all my hand gestures that goes high (laughs) up and yeah, a lot of that. But, um, I also think I just obviously find him the funniest and that doesn't mean he is the funniest. It's kind of like a subjective thing because I, I sort of resonate with him, but also he's just my guy. Yeah. Uh, Do you have one that you resonate with or you find the funniest or something like that?
0: Uh, I mean, I think my favorite character is Jerry, but I'm definitely not a Jerry Brandon untethered Brandon. Like (laughs) in his, I don't know, Prime, was it George, just, sure. like, real, like, get stuff bugs me, and I'll get outraged, and I'll hold a <laughs> yeah. grudge, I mean, like, yeah. that's me, unfortunately, <laughs> I hope I'm not like that anymore, but I know, well, there's like, there's nothing wrong with George, yeah, man, there's some stuff wrong with George, well, there's stuff wrong with every one of them, so that's I fine. just, I, I, watching, you know, in some of the, he, everything, everything bothers him, you know, and he just, oh, just, yeah he just really, really gets worked up very quickly. And yeah, I was like, man, I'm hopefully I don't do that anymore. And I don't know. It just really hit me sideways. Like I, as much as I'd love to say, I'm like the guy sitting there cracking jokes and, you know, nothing really affects him. Yeah. Right. He's just, he's right. late. Laissez faire, you know, I'm more of a George in, right. in
1: my, uh, in my heart of hearts. So sorry, right, man, you're good.
0: But if I, but like the person who makes me laugh the most is Kramer yeah. for sure. Of course, yeah. He it's hard for me to every time I mean just whatever he's in the room in a scene, you're he's making me laugh for some reason. So, I think Kramer's probably the funniest. George uh Jerry's probably my favorite. Uh
1: but I probably got a little George in me. Yeah. I think I it's also worth mentioning I think for me that it's uh I think probably I couldn't reflect on it till now looking back, but I probably have discounted how much Elaine had to do with like uh, I don't know, I don't even know how to describe that but sort of my love interests in life like I probably had a pretty big crush on Elaine but you also You said
0: think about this me. a couple times about a couple different television characters now
1: yeah well what, just Winnie and Elaine right a couple is two so sure two. I just didn't know I just I was just trying to remember if there was more than that I know I but, think that's it yeah yeah sure so the but yeah Elaine was a, a, a big deal but I like I like the strength I like Elaine's strength and she wasn't putting up with anybody's crap. You know, and so I, I always like that a lot too. I get that
0: too. She's also flaky, a little flaky.
1: Yeah. Say more. How
0: so? Well, I want to, I want to see if, see if this resonates at all. Do you feel like she's the least developed of the characters?
1: Um, I definitely think it's a, at least, situa- it could be a situation where it was like more dudes in the writer's room than, <laughs> so they're like, what do, what do women know? Cause oh, like, birth, like, cont- birth control and periods and stuff. That's oh, what we're going to yeah. have Elaine. lane, Yeah.
0: So I'm sitting here writing down character traits for all the characters and Kramer, George, Jerry, just the pens flying. Like I'm, I've got so much stuff and Elaine's like, well, she's dependable. She's strong, but she's a little flaky. And then I was like, kind of fizzled out after that. Now I didn't know if it was a thing where, (coughs) gosh, if I needed to like watch the, like if I really spent time watching the whole thing, start to finish, if I would have a, clearer picture like maybe they learned how to write for Elaine a little later you know yeah. and, I, and i got a better like a stronger um sense of what
1: she was about later on in I, the show i think to some extent yes but i also think that you bring up a fair point point. it's just hard to say i don't think you would say kramer is very developed um he's got a couple okay. he's i think got that's a couple-
0: true but man for some reason it was just I could list 14 things that Kramer, I felt like Kramer was, you know? Yeah. But yes, he is probably underdeveloped also.
1: Nah, I think Elaine's got some good stuff, but I do think that she, I think in her, like there's some good stuff about her relationships with female friends and different things like that. There's some interesting points throughout the series. Okay. I do think it's a fair point though, that she probably is a bit underdeveloped. And I also think probably, I I would imagine maybe she developed over the course of the series the most because she started as a former, I mean, if you go back to early seasons, yes, she was basically just Jerry's ex-girlfriend and totally underdeveloped. Yeah. Uh, And then she kind of grows into it and, um, I always thought that was kind of admirable where they ended up taking it. I bet it's not where they planned on taking it in the first place, but where they ended up taking it, where they became friends and did not have to be romantically involved. Although the cat and mouse game of do they, are they in love with each other? um, It's a little annoying and all also a little awesome. So it's it's a little bit of both. Um, Okay. So there's, tons of secondary characters even though this is mainly about these four characters there's tons of secondary characters do any stand out to you i mean jerry stiller yeah frank frank frank, frank, frank yeah. right frank costanza yeah i mean i think
0: the funniest thing about him is he shares that he shares uh, george's outrage you know that oh, yeah. i mean the
1: <laughs> well i mean that's it's perfect in a, oh, a guess in a comic way it's perfect to say, yeah, you, yeah, you act exactly like your dad. What, you know, it's, it's not hard to figure you out.
0: That's, oh, Jerry yeah. still are so good too. I yeah. mean, so anyway, he's my favorite
1: of the, he was so good for sure. Yeah. Um, Newman always kind of annoyed me, but Jerry's reaction to Newman, it was it's just good per- stuff. It's, it's perfect stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, I always like, la- like putty was huge for me. I loved putty. Uh, so no, he's, a, he's a great, he's
0: a great character. Plus I always, yeah. I've always enjoyed, uh, Warburton. I think he's, I think he's, a good and he's actor. great. He's great. He's funny. very funny. Yeah,
1: and dry. Uh, also, um, I re- I always liked Peterman, kind of a aloof, rich, uh, J. Crew kind of guy. He, he's yeah. got that pompous voice. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's
0: he's a great um, he's a great character, and I he I do remember him a lot from like some of my uh, rerun watching. I think I saw a lot more episodes with with Peterman, and he's he's really good. Also. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, okay. So then the next thing I want to talk about was when you have, uh, it's obviously Seinfeld and West wing are nothing alike, but to compare them in one way, when you talk about West wing, you would talk about like, Hey, a ton of people have made their first appearance in West wing and you had no idea, Mm -hmm. uh, Nick Offerman, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And go on from there. What's interesting about Seinfeld is, uh, Nick Offerman was in West wing and he didn't do anything in West wing that like got him parks and rec. Right. There are not Brian Cranston is in Seinfeld yeah. obviously and there's a couple examples of that people well Jennifer Coolidge is in Seinfeld uh that's that's one since we just did our White Lotus episode a couple weeks ago but unlike West Wing I think Seinfeld made some of these people and so sure. there's there's not big guest stars in it um but Anybody who came from Seinfeld, like Seinfeld was kind of their thing in the first place. Obviously, Brian Cranston got entrusted with stuff later, but you come in, you do your job on Seinfeld and that's somewhat a little bit what one of the things you're known for, I think.
0: Yeah. And looking at this cast list, tons of people I recognize. Sure. But whereas like friends, I know Will and Grace, they would have like, they would have big stars come in. Sure and sure. do guest appearances. Yeah. There's no one like that in this cast. There's no one that really just just pops off the page. Yeah, not at all, yeah. In any of these guest stars, but lots of solid, lots of solid actors who went on to do I think I think what I'm seeing is a lot more like television actors. Yeah. And comedians. I think that makes perfect sense too. Jerry was probably using more comedians. in, in some of those guest appearances. Yeah.
1: And I'm sort of thinking through people like, um, like for example, Babu, the owner of the restaurant across the street, Jerry gets him deported. Kramer has a friend, Mike, who gets in a couple fights with Jerry. And like, there's just so many people you have no idea who they are. Besides Seinfeld, but if you said like Babu, you might remember that or, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, but, but there's like, I, I don't even know a hundred of those for Seinfeld. It's crazy. Like they, they have their own little piece of the Seinfeld universe and you remember them. It's yeah. just pretty cool that they, yeah. they carve that out for people. One more interesting thing, sort of in that vein is, uh, I just found it very interesting today when I was looking, Jerry is in 172 episodes of the show. Mm -hmm. Elaine and George are in 171 episodes of the show. Kramer's in 170 episodes of the show. The next highest star of the show in the most episodes is someone named Ruth Cohen, who is in 101 episodes of Seinfeld. She is the cashier at the diner. She barely, she hardly ever said anything, but she's in a hundred and one. She's credited with a hundred one episodes of Seinfeld, which is cool. And the next one after that is Newman at forty four, half the amount of Ruth Cullen, the cashier at the diner.
0: I think that's really a testament, though, to how much they built this show around the main characters. Uh huh. I mean, it's about the four, the four friends. Yep. There, <clears throat> there just wasn't a lot of room for anyone else. You know, like, yep. um. Yeah, I mean, I see that, and it does sound funny, but it makes perfect sense to me. I mean, they they really just fill the
1: episodes. Okay, now, this is a sitcom. It doesn't have a whole lot. I'm going to mix story and writing together, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to say this show is about nothing, sort of. But how were they able to do that? Like, the, it's still... First of all, like I said, you can hop in at any point and, uh, it doesn't really matter. It matters almost less than any other show. This through narrative, it's not any enduring themes that go through Seinfeld are not necessarily purposeful. And you kind of like, they're not playing on them. It's just like, here's a new skit this week in the Seinfeld universe. How did they make that work? Like for so long, for nine seasons, how did they make people care about this story? Um, do you have any idea?
0: I mean, it's a testament to a lot of the things we've been talking about, because, and I know I, I I referenced this a little bit in some of my later notes, but it's really the the genius of the writing. Yeah. You're you're basically at that point you're writing however many you know you're writing weekly stand up routines. Yeah. You know you're writing just different sketches. These are little plays. And I think it, I think they just had, you know, Larry David and Jerry, like, I think they were just a couple of geniuses Yeah. and they had an all-star cast. I, the fact that the story is always so light, really, you have to rely on the writing at that point. Yeah. Like the dial, specifically the
1: dialogue, the dialogue dialogue has to sail, you know? And but they were also really good at tying like a story and B story and C story together and having these things that are not interrelated at all. But then in the end they come together and, and then there's the final, you know, blow and then they move on, you know, and that's it. That's what this episode was about. And it was sort of about one thing, but it was about three things that came together as one thing. And they were just really, really good at that. But then it didn't matter after that point. It was just what we're, we're yeah. on to something new next week. And at the same time, it seemed <clears throat> like I, like based on watching like curb your enthusiasm and stuff like that, it seems like Larry David would get annoyed at something about during the week. And then he would come in and whine about it. And Jerry would get worked up and whine about it too. And they'd be like, Oh, that's an episode right there. You know, it's just like that easy. Like, oh, for sure. And I mean, yeah. It, uh,
0: Jerry uh, stand up at the beginning and end of each episode. Like yeah. that's what the episode's going to be about. Get ready for that. You know, for like sure. yeah, yeah. Ab- it was absolutely something to that effect. Something, yeah. you know, well, they- and,
1: And then the brilliance of them sort of like turning that around and basically like
0: adapting it for TV. I mean, it's amazing.
1: It's, it's brilliant for sure. All right, Brandon, the most obvious question I think uh, as would probably be, does this show stand the test of time slash like, does this show hold up? You watch it. Sh- do we watch it now? I'm in, I don't even know if I can answer this. I'm so nostalgic about it, but like if you go back to the show now, does it hold up?
0: Yeah. I feel like, I feel like Seinfeld will go down as maybe the archetype of the perfect sitcom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, And it's a formula. that has been like attempted Multiple times to varying degrees of success,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know. And in some ways, it was really just a, like lightning in a bottle. And I, I don't. And I, I well, I said like I said before, I really feel like it's just a testament to Larry David and um into Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, why it worked so well once, and not, you know, like there's been other other versions, and it's just nothing has worked quite like this.
1: Yep. You know? Yeah, that's quite true. I mean, I think it mostly because it doesn't deal, It sort of seems like it's dealing with contemporary issues, but it's actually not. It's dealing with incredibly lighthearted and like, uh, enduring issues. Mm -hmm. Um, sort of something you might joke about that. Like, Oh, these sorts of people always do this. It's like, that's the kind of joke they're making, Mm -hmm. but in a very light way, not in a, I don't know. Whatever would be a contemporary issue, kind of way. Yeah. Like it. There's. There's nothing that's like dating it to a certain time period besides their clothing or something like that. But
0: there's one scene where Jerry's at a Jerry's at a party, and this lady goes, "Oh, you're the you're the stand-up comedian. Don't you make the observations and you know you'd comment on <laughs> yeah. what people what you know people you run into over the course of your week, and uh, he's like, yeah." She's like, oh, I've seen your show, and kind of moves up. <laughs> like, you're yeah. you're not that funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I don't know. I love how self deprecating he can be. Also, oh, sure. And just very meta. Like, just takes the um, just a a very good perception of like who he is as a person. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think all of that works really well.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Okay, there's four distinct <clears throat> personalities in this show, mm-hmm. um, but they're very and they're very different in my opinion, it's almost unbelievable that they would be friends at all. (laughs) Um, so why does this work so well as their relationships together? Um, even like George and Jerry, it's like, okay, I buy the explanation that you were friends since whatever young age it was. I think, you know, they definitely went to high school together. I'm not sure what age they met before that, but they definitely went to high school together. So, but they're nothing alike. And honestly, it would seem like one would drive the other in so insane that they couldn't be friends anymore. And then it's like, they actually make jokes about how like Elaine and, and George couldn't possibly get along together if it weren't for Jerry gluing, gluing them together. So
0: now, so first of all, I don't think it would work in real life period. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no way. (laughs) Uh, I did. There's no way you could be great friends with someone you dated one. Yeah. There's no way you could live next to someone like Kramer, a, a full freeloader who breaks into your house without killing steals him. all your stuff. Yeah. So one plus one plus George, there's no way you could be around someone who complains as much as he does. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So all of those things at the same exact time, but I think what works like what makes it work here, we get to see all of this unfold because Jerry is this person, fake person you know he's not he just that person does it someone who's patient enough to have three people like that in their life at the same time doesn't exist you know yeah. and, I, and I think the fact that he is in this show allows
1: us to see just the craziness
0: that happens then
1: so yeah, and also I think in some weird way the show's sort of about how cool Jerry is how or like how laid back Jerry is he, he just puts up with whatever it doesn't
0: really that's matter. a shame yeah <laughs> You know, like, then that, yeah, Yeah. that's absolutely true. And that's why, like, I admire that man, just unflappable, just anything. And he'll make a, just make a
1: comment or or smirk. And, but also, he does appear to be pretty much like that in real life as well. So, yeah.
0: Although you can tell he is uh, super OCD and, um, yeah, it is an interesting combination. Stuff bothers him. You can tell.
1: Yeah. It's interesting, though. Yeah, is that how he talks? I mean, this isn't about the show, but is is that how he is? That the facade he puts up, or is it because he's also like very sort of zen about like death and you know stuff like that? It's just like eh, whatever. When it when it happens, it happens. You know, it's just not a big deal to him. And at the same time, he seems like almost Howie Mandel, washing his hands all the time type.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I think I mean more like neurotic, less OCD. It just oh yeah, okay. Like he's a little bit like a of a spaz, and I feel Uh I. Hopefully that's not derogatory, but Spaz. I feel, I feel like, um, the, so he'll have like fake, I feel like he'll placate George a lot, fake outrage mm-hmm. oh, with yeah, yeah, George. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're right. That That is really irritated. Whatever it is, you know, he's really irritated too. Yeah. But then I, I don't feel like he always really cares about what there's George-
1: also, there's also a ton of times where George is sharing some harebrained scheme with him and he's, like yeah that could work <laughs> he's, he's not like shooting him down directly yeah um yeah
0: he's just a really good friend i think you're absolutely uh, right he, yeah,
1: uh, yeah that is that is true he is a good friend
0: he yes. makes it all work but at the end of the day he gets an, he gets another comedy routine out of it you know
1: that's yeah, that's right
0: yeah whatever crazy thing his friends did he gets a another set
1: so well, we're okay. We're uh, honestly, I didn't know that we were going to go on this long. We've kind of been going on about it, which is great. I just didn't know we were going to, there's a lot of coughing wrap. in the middle there though. So I don't think there's like 20 minutes of coughing. <laughs> uh, so that felt like 20 minutes. So we're not like a nostalgia show. So like we could probably go on with favorite moments forever, but I'm not sure we need to go through all that. Like what's your favorite moment? Uh, or just like, ha ha. Remember this? Ha ha. Remember that? Um, so let me ask you a broad question to say with so many shows available now why should someone go back and watch this oh you're not going to favorite me i didn't really oh re- you want it do you want a favorites well Let's i got some a- stuff i mean okay what's your favorite jerry girlfriend
0: okay so always had a little bit of a crush on terry hatcher oh sure so she was probably my favorite if unless unless i can say elaine because well I, yeah i love elaine if you can't say her i would say terry hatcher I'm not, I don't remember her name though in the show, but I don't
1: remember her name of the show either. I
0: always had a little bit of a crush on her from her, uh, Lois and Clark Super, days. Yeah. Superman mm-hmm. yeah. favorite, yeah, f- a re- favorite George rant. That's the one I really wanted to, yeah, let's hear your favorite George rant. So I have three, um, my favorite one. Well, anyway, the, the Chinese restaurant, the payphone is, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: the him walking around the street in a puffy coat talking about double parked cars. That puffy <laughs> yeah. coat alone, just the yeah. <laughs> the coat alone. <laughs> My favorite is when he goes to a funeral of some, like a, a family member of a girl he's dating, and she has this brother who doesn't talk a lot. I think I don't remember the particulars, but he double dips a chip, oh, and yeah. it's not a yeah. it's not a George rant that brother goes off on him and it's one yeah. of the like the my favorite moments of all time yeah because i remember people telling me about that scene before i actually even saw the show so like I, I watched the show then looking for that scene and it it i mean like
1: it did not let me down it is really funny i love that yeah
0: the chip dip man that's it cracks me up every time
1: I'm going to add a series of George Rants as my favorite. Yeah. Like I have tons of favorite George Rants, but one of my favorite, I don't know, it's it's one of my favorite ep- episodes too, but it's the backwards episode. The whole app episode happens in reverse. Oh. Do you remember that one? I don't know. I know. I don't remember they, that one. They go to India for a wedding. Well, okay, so George has a couple. That episode is phenomenal all around. The whole thing happens in reverse. You take like 30 second to to maybe up to like three minute segments and then they, it's everything happening backwards. Huh. So you get the whole story backwards, but it works really, really well. And it's Interesting. Funny. The huh. The couple things that happen with George is number one, he's takes this girl to India to someone's wedding for <laughs> Sue Ellen. Mishki's is getting married to Pinter. And uh, I can't believe I'm recalling all this right now, but, um, nice. Al, Elaine had dated Pinter and now he's called Peter anyway. So she, George takes this, George takes this woman with him who is recently dating. But when he started date, when he met her, he had Timberland boots on. So he can only wear Timberland boots because it, they make him a couple inches taller. Oh, okay. And he's afraid he's going to be too short. But then he's going to a wedding. So he paints his Timberland boots black. The second thing, though, is somebody Gosh. at some point told him he can't go to the bathroom in India or he's going to get sick. So he, it's ridiculous. But, he, you know, the story is that he holds holds it. The whole time they're in India. He never goes to the bathroom in India. And so he's just very, he's extra angry the whole episode because, um, and also he thinks that Jerry, or I think Jerry did sleep with this woman <laughs> that he's taken and well, all, all this different stuff, but that's a really good Where George. Do they come up with this stuff? I know it's crazy how it all fits together. All right, this is going to be nearly impossible. What's your favorite Kramer story?
0: Well, it's easy for me because I don't know that. Okay. I, I mean, I don't have as many as you, but my absolute favorite Kramer story is when him and Newman are at the Mets game and Keith Hernandez spits, <laughs> spits <laughs> on him. Yeah. And I don't know why, but just the whole <laughs> spit ricocheted off him and hit, you know, hit him in the eye and I go, I'm hit! I don't know. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing gets me every time. Yeah. All his stories are so good, but that one is one that stuck with me for sure.
1: Yeah. I, okay. So I could pick a million, but I think one of my favorites that pops to mind is when he's talking, he's, t- he's coming back and telling everybody the story about when he's out golfing with the guy that had, they end up finding out. I think that the guy murdered someone later that day. Cause he was so worked up from fighting with Kramer, but he had gone out golfing with somebody and he says, uh he they get in a fight about a, a golf rule. And just the way he describes the golf rule, he's got one of those like uh no sir, and like <laughs> you can't do that. And, but then he says, We were we almost came to blows. We were up in each other's face like a coach and a ump, like, hey what are you doing? Huh? And he's just like scream it's so oh man, it's just one of my favorites. Okay. The, Everything Kramer does is the hand of the face, legal. though. What the hand of the face gets me. <laughs> Uh uh okay. Uh favorite Elaine boyfriend, mine's easy because it's putty. Do it, you have a is that your favorite? Yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah, Without a doubt. Uh do you want to say any favorite episodes? Just My, real quick,
0: I, I had yep. two that came to mind and I wanted to just because so it's the Chinese restaurant mm-hmm. waiting to get a table at the Chinese restaurant, and then there's an episode I don't know why I didn't write down what season and episode this were, but they spend the whole episode in a parking garage. Yep. And I love the episodes where it's like the whole thing, ha- and you keep waiting for them to get a table. Like yeah. they're going to get a table at some point, and the episode's going to then we're going to transition from here to the table, and it never happens. Yeah. And I love those episodes where I'm waiting for the next thing, like for them to go to the next place, and they just don't. You know, then the episode ends. I I don't know why. I think that is where the best comedy happens because there's it's almost like they're working without a net. They're, oh yeah, there's no safety harness it's literally all dialogue. That's all we have, you know, to make the show, to make this episode mm-hmm. work. And anyway, those ended up being my favorite episodes,
1: but, and somehow they're just able to hold the, like every, almost every single episode on its own. You just say, Oh, remember the one where the one, the one just popped in my head. What? Remember the one where uh, Jerry and George have to go meet Elaine's dad. Oh, and man. Jerry has just gotten the leather jacket and, <laughs> And he has, to, you know, he got go he's got the lining in it. Yeah, he's got the lining in Fli- the can. Flip it inside out. Yeah, <laughs> and then so, and at the end of the episode, Kramer has ends up taking three of Jerry's pieces <laughs> of clothing because he just keeps me like, "Oh, could I have that then?" If you're not going to use it, yeah. But Elaine's Elaine's father is hilarious, and yeah. Anyway, so every single episode has all you just start digging in. You and, oh, it's joke after joke after joke, and it's just so good. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So uh, I we've kind of answered the rest, uh, but is this the best sitcom of all time? I think we've said yes. So, I
0: mean, it's definitely in the conversation. I think yeah. Um. I've at some point talked about how there are different types of sitcoms. lot, there are lots of different shows that I would still consider sitcoms mm-hmm. um, comedies with heart. You know, I've talked about a little bit, a little bit, and those I would still consider sitcoms like, you know, the, the wonder years and the full houses and yeah. some of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But as far as, The, you know, we're, we're putting this in like the category with parks and rec in the office and Mm -hmm. like just the, the, um, no overarching, no overarching story. Um, just kind of a, more of a, like a sketch comedy show yep, or a skit, um, something like that. Yep. I think this is probably the best of all time in that, in that category. It just doesn't seem to have ever been matched.
1: Okay. So then in that regard, just not to bury the lead, it's in my top five of all shows. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. And is, where is it for you since you don't like sitcoms, but this is the best one of them. How does that rank against act regular TV shows to you? I
0: mean, I think I don't need a number, by the way. No, I know. I know it. It doesn't like all of my I think I would bore people to death with my top five. It's like, oh, my gosh. You know, just it's a lot of like heavy stuff. Yeah. So I think it's definitely in the conversation. And I think as I watch it more, as I start to peel back the layers, it does things like knock the Office further down my list. You know, it mm. it replaces things like that I used to love a lot. It replaces yeah. things like that for me.
1: Well, I think, yeah, for me, I that's my thing is I think when people say they watch The Office all the time, I just think, why isn't Seinfeld the thing you're watching all the time, not The Office? Yeah, I just can't say enough. I can't overplay just like, man, go watch Seinfeld. It's If you haven't seen it, at first, if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about and you just need to go pick some up. And if you haven't seen it, I promise you will laugh so much; it's not even a question. All right, Brandon, what have you been watching lately?
0: So, uh, first things first, I'm current on Mayor of Kingstown, Shrinking, Last of Us, Poker Face, also, um mayor of Kingstown is not a good show, but <laughs> I like Jeremy Renner. That's I've decided that's what sure, it is. Sure. I sure, like sure, Jeremy sure. Renner. Yeah. And that is about it. I don't, I don't think the story's that good. I don't. It, it hurts a little bit because I was rooting for it. Um, everything else has been great. Shrinking Lasso's poker face. Oh yeah. Awesome. Um, the thing I'm the most excited about, and I have a quick, it coming out on it. Um, well, it'll be a couple weeks ago when this airs, but mm-hmm. coming out on the 21st of, uh, of February, um, it's called full swing and it's on Netflix and it is a drive to survive type show about the PGA tour 2022 oh, wow. PGA tour. It is
1: awesome. I'm going to watch that almost immediately.
0: <laughs> it, it, I I'm actually shocked. It's not on your radar already. Yeah. I saw it. I watched, I'm watching it and I'm like, there's no way Anthony hasn't watched this already. It is so good. So I think there's like huh. six or so episodes and they follow a few different stories in each episode, like two stories in each episode, two players. And there's this whole like thread weaving through the whole series about, uh, or the whole season about the players going to live golf, which is mm-hmm. the, um, song. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know about that. Yeah. So there's all that, which I knew nothing about that. And here's my thing about shows like this. So this is like drive to survive. This is like all or nothing. You're getting the backstage pass on this, um, shows like this. And I said this before, I really feel like are the best proselytizing tool for lesser known sports. And, ba- and what yeah. I mean by that is sports that aren't football, basketball and baseball in the United States, you right. know, things that people have like a loose recollection of, but aren't super familiar with. Because when I started this, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll check this out. I I don't really care about golf. And I definitely mm-hmm. don't care about watching golf on television. Yep. By the end of the first episode, I cared about golf. I don't know how else to explain it. Yeah. I don't know. And Netflix has a way of finding the story. Finding the narrative, they're good. Mm. They're good at this specific thing.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah,
0: and it's a story. I'm like, even if you don't like golf, you care about underdog stories. You care about family. You care about love. You like everyone cares about all all this stuff, and it ends up being so like such a broad theme that it's like Mm -hmm. everyone would love to watch this. Yep. I don't know. I got. I had had all these really strong feelings about kind of the the broader um i don't even know what we're calling the calling these but like reality docuseries but it's like they're sports related yeah i think they're amazing and i don't know i would be i would be calling up netflix if i had you know i was involved in a league and it's just such a good tool such a good tool and it's it's really fantastic
1: oh yeah i mean i i'm not busting in on you just because i'm gonna go watch this immediately (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, I'm pumped. I feel the same way as you do. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, it's I, great, it's great. I'm, I'm pumped about it. Let me hop. So you're done, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. I'm going to hop on that and basically say in that vein, I've got a couple bits of news about those sorts of shows pumped to watch that make or break. Uh, the show that I mentioned mm-hmm. maybe a couple episodes about, it's about pro surfing surfing. Yeah. Yeah. That season two of that just came out. So it's out cool. now. If you hadn't hopped on it um, now, you have even more to look forward to because you have two seasons. You can watch it rather than one. It's funny that I had, you and I had a small discussion about whether Kelly, Kelly Slater was featured prominently in the show. Oh, yeah. And I said, yeah, not really he's featured very prominently in the first episode of season two. So oh, cool. that's pretty cool. cool. Um, and it was, it was a little bit like drive to survive was where Lewis Hamilton was not very prominent. And then all of a sudden uh-huh. becomes more and more prominent. Yeah. So I'm not sure what happened with that, but, and it's not that Kelly Slater wasn't involved, but he is more now, at least cool. I've only watched one episode cause it just came out maybe today or yesterday. What's that? Um, on? It's on Apple TV plus. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, and then also, um, By the time this episode comes out, it's not out yet, but drive to survive the new season of drive to survive will be out by the time this episode airs. Do you know who won that season? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, this wouldn't be the first,
0: it would be the uh, season that just happened.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean like, do I know who won that?
1: Max won again, right?
0: Max Verstappen won. yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, And then also, I think I was like, when I was looking that up today, like Daniel Ricardo is not signed for next year, which is going to be interesting. I saw that, but he was with Red Bull,
0: like doing something like he was at one of their pressers or one of their events. And yeah, he's obviously not one of their drivers, but he was with them for some reason. And I was, I don't know, like he is, he's a free agent right now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure there'll be some of that drama within this season of television that we just didn't get to see, but whatever. Yep. So those, yeah, those two things are coming back. To hit mine real quick, I'm up to date on Poker Face and Shrinking, and I just watched Slow Horses season two, but we got an episode coming up about that. Uh, but uh, just to throw it out there, season two was awesome. And even, <laughs> yeah, better than one, I think. Um, and then by also by the time, if you haven't heard yet, if you're living under a rock and you haven't heard yet, Right a little bit after this episode airs, Ted Lasso will be coming back. It comes back March 15th, which is interesting. I should have looked this up before we talked about it, but that's a Wednesday. Interesting. That is interesting. The the date that they have as the release date is a Wednesday, but it used to come out on Fridays and normally Apple TV shows come out on Fridays. Fridays, So I'm not sure if that's some sort of, I don't know. Uh, Hmm. I don't know what's going on with that, but by the time this airs, that'll be coming up very fast. Uh, Finally, That was a whole lot of talking about stuff that was not a lot of new news, but I do have a new show that I checked out, which is hello tomorrow, which is also on Apple TV plus it's Billy Crudup, um, his new show. It's very interesting. Now there's only three episodes. I've watched all three of the, the I've watched all three of the episodes that are out now. I can't make a determination about like, is the show good or not? I just don't have enough information at this point. I will say I'm, I'm very intrigued. (laughs) It's like, it's a little bit like Truman show with also like a Glen Gary, Glenn Ross. I know that doesn't make any sense to you, but, um, I essentially-
0: Glen Gary, Glenn Ross was the, uh, the stock traders, right? They were the, the
1: salesman. They were, yeah. The salesman movie. Okay. Always be selling. Oh uh, yeah. Alec Baldwin. Okay. Yeah. They may have been selling. I don't even remember what they were selling to be honest, but they were selling something. It was all, okay. all anyway. Um, so Billy Crudup is a traveling salesman, but what what's very interesting. It's almost like a show set in the 1950s, except it's the 1950s. Like I can't tell yet whether it's a resurgence of the 1950s or an alternate history, but it's a highly technological 1950s. It's almost like the 1950s. If it happened again in a hundred years. Everything about it is stylized like the 1950s. Like it has a Art bit, Deco, then
0: maybe yeah. right. Like almost yeah. like a.
1: I'm not sure if we're not supposed to notice that this is happening, or like you know, I, I don't know if it's like art, an artistic choice, or if there's going to be a reason why it's like 50s. But it's like hover cars and robots help do everything, but everything is 50s. So it's ho, it's hover cars from the 1950s, and it's. Old school looking robots and they dress like 1950s. Um, and then he's a, it's, it's got a bit of a, without spoiling, I think that you find this out pretty early, but there's a little bit of a pyramid scheme type thing going Mm -hmm. on with the sales pitch. Um, and so, um, and also, I don't know. Some of this might change over the course of the show, but it's very interesting. Obviously, I just love Billy Crudup, so anything he's in. Uh, but I, I couldn't tell you whether it's good or not yet. I will just say it has my interest peaked, and I'm. I'm quite cool. Interested in, yeah. All right. And that's it. All set. All right, ma'am. Yeah. That does it for this episode of Good Show. Good Show is created, recorded, edited, and produced by Anthony Mako and Brandon Sharp. Our theme music was written and recorded by me, Anthony, and all our graphics and socials are developed by Brandon. If you've enjoyed your time with us, please make sure to like or follow us on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. And if you appreciate our show, please throw us a rating and a review there, too. If you'd like to discuss any of our content, you can search The Good Show Facebook group or follow us on Instagram at The Good Show Podcast. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.